Welcome, everybody. Another week. It's the Clarksville Rundown with Chris and Ryan. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Chris Smith is over there. He's the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com. This is the podcast where we run down the biggest stories from Clarksville Now for the past week. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Can I shout out to two special listeners? Sure. Before we get into the stories? Sure. What happened last week was... Chris, who's not very technically savvy. I'm not. So Chris has a typewriter. What the the craziest thing, like what takes Chris so long to get a story up is he types it up on a typewriter (laughs) and then someone else has to transcribe it to the Internet because Chris is just so anti technology and he's just Mm -hmm. not very savvy. So I need I need somebody to connect my typewriter to one of them newfangled modems. Exactly. And that's what we're working on. Is it really nice to hear that tap, 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 tap going on all the time? And I always know when there's a big story breaking because it goes on and on and on. But anyway, so all that to say, Chris is not very technically savvy. And so he he flubbed up. I don't know why I put him in charge of uploading the podcast each week. Oh, this is what you're coming after. Yeah, after. D- d- yeah, 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 so yeah. He, okay. he, he flubbed up the uploading of an of, of an episode. And this is how I knew who was listening to this thing. Because mm-hmm. both Chris and I got a complaint or not a complaint, but a, Hey, can you fix this, please? I want to listen to the podcast. One was from my daughter, Ava. The other one was from his daughter, Meg. So it's yeah. good to see that our, our children are listening to That's this. right. To this podcast. Shout out to Meg and Ava. <laughs> <laughs> our you two know, favorite listeners. The other thing that I heard from, uh, from Meg was like, you guys keep name dropping me. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently yeah. we've been name dropping Meg, but not Wade and Timo and, um, Evelyn and Cohen. So we yes, yeah, so we had to name drop all the kids. And yeah. It's funny because my daughter Ava said to me she goes dad I kind of feel like I've been listening to that podcast before it was even a thing because mm-hmm. you know our families have grown up together so anytime yeah. you and Mr. Chris have been around it's almost like a I got a preview sample of like yeah, the, yeah, the live version <laughs> <laughs> so thank you gals for listening we're glad we have at least two listeners uh, to the Clarksville rundown but these are the biggest stories on clarksvillenow.com for this past week so just when I thought, oh, we're not going to have anything to talk about this week, because, you know, right. everybody, I feel like the entire city went on Thanksgiving vacation like a week ago. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. has just completely shut down. Like yeah. we're trying to call people. Everybody's out of town on vacation like, you know, a week ago. already. Yeah. Um, but then um, this dropped in our laps. Yeah. So we heard about this initially. Um, I guess it was uh, two weeks ago or no, it was last week when, um, some school administrators, basically all the school administrators at new Providence middle school were suddenly, um, sent home. Yeah. And this was in the middle of the day. That's when, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big thing when you've got the, the actual CMCSS central office coming to new Providence middle school during the school day and saying, everybody who's in charge here needs to go home. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that meant they just grabbed somebody like yeah. they, they went and found a teacher and said, ah, you're principal for a couple of days. But you knew something was yeah. going on when not, that happened. Not, hey, you, you stop by HR at the end of the day or stop by HR tomorrow morning. No, like uh, you're going to the prince of the central office in the middle of the day. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we get tipped off here at Clarksville now for this story Mm -hmm. and you know christian brown is typing furiously thank god we didn't have to use chris's typewriter and then transcribe it would have been terrible right but christian brown is 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 trying to get this story on the air immediately because this is a story that affects a lot of people Mm -hmm. and i know the school system had sent out a rather vague email to parents saying hey just so you know 
This is what what's, what's, all of your administrators were just at home <laughs> right, right. for no re- for no reason that we can disclose. Right. And so, you know, we report that the second it happens. I want to take a minute to address the numerous people who commented on Clarksville Now's Facebook page, like basically yelling at us for being so vague. Hmm. I want to break it down to you. As a credible news service, we don't report rumor and innuendo as fact. If we're going to report something, we're going to make sure it's verified by legitimate sources, not what your grandma told you at the church potluck. And so that was a situation where that's all we could prove through independent sources Hmm. and trustworthy sources that was going on. And I, I want people to think about it this way, too. Nothing there was... There was accusations, right? And so the school system had to do a process, due process, to figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. How fair would it be if, let's just say we didn't have journalistic integrity and we we just started reporting rumor? How fair would that be if that rumor turned out not to be wrong? So everybody that was pointing their fingers, how would you like it if we reported a rumor about you, whether or not we verified it was true or not? Exactly. You know? And the thing is, you know, 90% 90% of the time when something big like that happens, mm-hmm. we know a lot more than what we're able to actually publish. Right. We've heard the same rumors. Mm-hmm. We've heard that. We've heard this. We've been, you know, people have been whispering in our ears, hey, here's what's really going right. on. So we know a lot more than what we can actually report. Right. But we're not about to, you know, to report rumors and gossip. Now, we'll use those tips to maybe leverage you know, other officials to right. say, hey, we heard blank. What's right. really going on? Right. And oftentimes they'll say, ah, yeah, that's not exactly what's happened. And so they'll give right. us more info to help quash those rumors. Um, or they may say, hey, listen, we can't tell, say anything official yet because right. we've still got more information to look into. Right. So it's not like we just sat there and said, oh, boy. I want to make parents nervous. Let's leave out some details. <laughs> no, that was not it. We yeah. reported everything that we could get verified through yeah. credible sources. And I'm sorry, uh, your aunt's third cousin twice removed who saw something at a grocery store somewhere and reported that is not a reliable source. Your yeah. aunt's and second we, cousin's we had best heard what it, what it had, And we what knew we, exactly what it was, but we couldn't prove it and, through verifiable sources. And, and it ended up being what we heard was actually okay. what was what was true. Right. Um, but essentially what happened is, um, I, we were talking about this, like everybody knows what we're talking about. Right. Let's Here's what happened really everybody. So basketball game, there is, yeah. um, so at a middle school basketball game, there's supposed to be an administrator in the building, right. um, in case something goes wrong. Right. Kid breaks his arm, disciplinary issue, right. Whatever. You know, if somebody shows up, you know, who's not supposed to be there, you know, there are all kinds of things yes. that could happen at a right. basketball game. So there's supposed to be an administrator assigned to the game. Mm-hmm. So there's four key administrators at CMCSS, the principal and three assistants. Right. One of those assistant principals was supposed to be assigned to the game. I guess they rotate them out, whatever. Right. right. So um, the one who was supposed to be assigned, um, the game's at 4.30. Mm-hmm. At about 4 o'clock, uh, according to CMCSS, um, all four officials, including the principal and the person who was supposed to be at the game, go out to dinner at a restaurant. Okay. Um, and they stay out to dinner at this restaurant for four hours. Wow. Yeah, that's a big dinner. So during the game, at some point, some of the employees, something came up and they needed the administrator on duty. Yeah. Administrator on duty is nowhere to be found. Right. So about eight o'clock, a carload full of administrators Mm -hmm. shows up at the school 
Um, somebody pops over a curb. Oh, they're in the car. One of them is honking the horn and laughing at the SRO yeah. who shows up. It's like, what is going on? Right. And, um, they, the SRO is talking to these administrators. One of them has heavily slurred speech. Okay. Reeks of alcohol. Yeah. The, all the administrators go into the building and are interacting with students and parents yeah. reportedly have had way too much to drink. Yeah. The um, this is all according to the reprimand letters, and uh, then are handling concession money because one of, there's one of the things the administrators yeah. are supposed to yeah. do yeah. is handle concession money. So they're actually doing their job duties, right? While apparently inebriated, yeah. So um, the uh, so this was reported to the central office. Central office put them on uh, assigned them to alternative work sites while they investigated. Um, they investigated, they got input from a whole bunch of different people who basically all said the same thing. Yeah, these four had been drinking and then they arrived at the school. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. As so much as I'm sure mm-hmm. numerous teachers have said, wouldn't I love a glass of wine at work mm-hmm. having to deal with kids all day? You can't do it. Yeah. And, and this, they didn't get, uh, and so what happened was they got um, reassigned. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not fired. They got re- and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, they got reassigned. Um, so basically, they lost their positions. Right. Um, they'll be reassigned as teachers and others um, in other schools yeah. in the system. But um, but yeah, and that's the thing. They were not. They didn't get in trouble because they were drinking. Right. They didn't get in trouble because they were out having a good time and relieving some stress. Right. Um, they didn't even get in trouble because. They, you know, they were at a game and had apparently been drinking. They got in trouble because one of them was supposed to be on duty the entire time. Right. They got in trouble because they did their job duties while, you know, inebriated. They got in trouble because they are in charge of this school and responsible for those children's safety and well-being. And they had been drinking. Right. You know, I mean, that is very different from... I'm going to leave early and go to a party with my coworkers. That's not why they got in trouble. You you can leave a little. You can go out with your coworkers and have a nice little meal and have a couple of drinks. As long as you're not supposed to be doing your job. Exactly. While you leave early for exactly. Work. Yeah. So that's the big difference is they were neglecting their yeah. job, and once they realize that, they're like, "Oh, hightail it back!" And yeah. then they're stumbling around the halls, handling money, and trying to take care of things. And what if there had been a serious situation? Exactly. You know, what if there had been a, a huge fight? Right. And, you know, the person who's supposed to be in charge of that building, of that school, of all those students, is out, even if they weren't drinking. Right. They were out with the person who assigned them to do the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. The person themselves. Yep. And the principal. Right. Who's supposed to know what's going on. Right. And, yeah, so... It was interesting, but the um, sort of the behind the scenes thing about all this was um, as soon as we heard about it, we got the um, the letter that was sent to the parents. We contacted CMCSS to say, "Hey, you know what all's going on and what's happening here? Can you also send us the um, the letters uh, that were sent to these parents, the reprimand yeah. letters?" And they sent, um, and we're looking through it, and we report what's in there. And so we reported that they were um, you know lost their positions. Yeah. Meanwhile, all the Nashville media starts reporting that they were fired. Right. They were not fired. Oh, they looks were like the Nashville fired. media didn't check their sources. Obviously, they don't have an editor-in-chief who typewrites everything out and then has an intern transcribe it. 
For the record, I do not. <laughs> Why are you going to ruin that joke? We could have we, we could have ran that joke with, for we can months. Keep running with that joke, I just want. I, I, that's not a thing. But uh, <laughs> we, we can pretend it's a thing if it makes if it makes you happy. But yeah, so so we got more a lot more information. Yeah. We got the names of the four administrators. I don't think any of the national media actually reported the names of the administrators yeah. except for our news partner yeah. WKRN, right. which was r- reporting what we well, reported. You know, WKRN is the bomb when it comes to us. Nashville because yeah, we're yeah, we love them. But yeah, but everybody else just sort of published the letter sent to parents, which mm-hmm. was, didn't have all the information. Right. Um, so, yeah. It, and so I've, I've actually sent a couple of emails say, hey, by the way, you should know they were not fired. But what ended up happening on social media is everybody said, well, I heard they were fired. It's like, no, no, you're, no. You're, you're we li- report the facts. We're not yeah. Channel 5 in Nashville. Oh, I said it. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Well, I was also 17, 17 and, as well, know, but not KRN. No, I think channel four. I don't know if they corrected it the next yeah. day or if they had it correct to begin with. You had it right from the start. Clarksville now. That's true. And WKRN That's mainly true. because we're homies and we call each other and let people know what's <laughs> going on. Our news homies. We're news homies. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have little shirts yeah. that we pass between the two news staffs that say news homies. News on homies. It. Yeah. So, yeah. So they were not fired. They were reassigned. Now, is there a reason behind the reassigning and not firing. What did you find in the reprimand um, letters about that? Well, I haven't. We have not yet reviewed their personnel files. Okay. Um, the what I you know from what I've seen and heard you know over the years about the principal and and from what we're seeing on social media about the other teachers is nobody has a huge beef with these folks, right? So probably they this was an isolated incident. It's not like this has happened a bunch of times before, right? Um, I think reasonable people could argue that they should have been fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the school system does have a really strict zero tolerance policy. Right. If a student shows up at school, um, you know, drunk, they get expelled. Right. You know, so yeah. now, you know, administrators aren't students, but it's kind of like, well, if you're going to hold kids to this standard of, you know, then you, maybe the uh, administrator should be held to the same standard. Well, it's one of those things, too. Where Was it verifiable that mm-hmm. they were? Well, and see, there's a big difference between, and see, this is something that a lot of people are pointing out. It's like, well, did they get a breathalyzer test? Did right. anybody call the police? Right. The standards for getting a DUI mm-hmm. are not the same as the standards for getting in trouble for drinking on the job. Right. You know? Yeah. You don't have to blow up point ten. Right. To get fired for drinking on the job. Right. You, what you, it would just basically take a bunch of people saying, yeah, she was drunk, yeah. you know, and then you ask her about it and she says, yeah, I'd had a few drinks. I mean. Right. Yeah. It, it, your behavior was obvious to everybody around you. Right. So, yeah. So it's a different standard. It's n- none of these people have been accused of a crime. Right. So. So that's yeah. why that yeah. was a bit, that was the big story. I knew that was going to be a doozy. When yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And God, I feel bad for these four administrators, but you know, cause mm-hmm. Lord knows I've made mistakes like that too, but we all have. And if uh, you have on wood, I've not made that mistake while being entrusted with the right. welfare of children. It's one of those things where you, you look back at your life and there's so many, the, the difference between me and a lot of folks that, you know, end up in, in the trouble. system in big trouble is they got caught. I didn't. Yeah, you know, and I, I, know. I we've all we've all made poor choice choices in our life, especially the younger we are. It seems like age is the thing that helps mm-hmm. you uh, reduce the poor choices in your life on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, whether um, so I hope the punishment fits the crime in this case. Um, you know, and it's I guess it's debatable whether they should have been fired or not. But um, you know, 
it's a definitely a big change for that school and all those parents and all those kids. Yes. So other news going on. Um, so going local initiative. Do you remember this? They um, this is an organ a group that got together. It's a project com- um, of First Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mosaic Church and um, the city of Clarksville, they kind of all got together to pool funds to provide affordable housing for uh, people. Now, they're not giving away houses, but basically supplanting the financing and helping to build the house and make it as cheap as possible. And then the family has to cover part of the cost. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So they said they were going to do this back in um, September 2022. Okay. An entire year went by. And they still hadn't broken ground. Um, we had a report about it a while back. Is there, is there a, a shortage of shovels or something? I don't know what happened. Uh, nobody will say. I think nobody wants to throw whoever was responsible under the bus. Yeah. But basically, they, they said they were going to do this, made a big hoopla about it, and then sat on it for a year. Okay. Now, meanwhile, what's happened in the last year? Construction prices have gone up through a the roof. Lot. Yes. Interest rates have yes. gone up. Yes. And so now they've reached the point they're ready. It's like, okay, now we're going to break ground. It's like, wait a minute. I thought you broke ground a year ago. What's right. going on? Right. So they've been sitting on it for a year. So now finally they've broken ground. But meanwhile, one of the main people, there were two people selected by lottery mm-hmm. for, um, to receive these, uh, this affordable housing yeah. program. Yeah. And uh, one of them had to back out because it went from being, you have to put a couple thousand dollars down to you have to put twenty thousand dollars because the cost went yeah. through the roof. The interest yeah. rates went up. Yeah. Construction prices went up. So because of this delay, one of the people that they selected can no longer afford the affordable housing. Well, can you afford to put twenty grand down on a house? Like, uh, you know, I mean, maybe I'm just living in a dreamland. I mean, how, who can afford to put twenty five thousand dollars down on a house? I could not. Raise twenty thousand dollars now. If I, I could had to barely raise twenty five dollars. Right, exactly. I mean, how could you? How could you come up with twenty five thousand dollars cash to put yeah, down it's, on a house? It's interesting that it's affordable. Yet, hey, remember when we said two thousand dollars? Turns out we missed a zero. What we're going to need now is twenty. Yeah. Sorry about that. Missing zero. We put that back in, so we're all set and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. The good news is for the rest of Clarksville, they're going to have to find somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were if you were one of the backups on that list. Yeah. So they're going to do another lottery um, to select another person to receive this the other house um, yeah. that they've selected for this um, project. Just be, be ready. It's going to be a little bit more down than they told you the first time around. Yeah. Yeah. So and, um, you know, and I don't know if, if our reporting on the delay kind of pushed them into action or if they were already trying to get going. But they have finally a year and what? Um, a th- Two months later, yeah, fourteen they months have finally later. broken ground on uh, on these houses. Just taking so. your time, make sure all your ducks are in a row. Yeah, waiting on those shovels to come in from order on Lowe's <laughs> on Madison Street. There, the golden shovels. Those golden shovels. Yeah. All right. Um, so next story up: uh, cedar trees. Um, you did you know? I did not know this until I saw this come yeah. over our our, uh, our tips line. Um, you can go to Land Between the Lakes and cut down a cedar tree, free, no charge. Throw it on top of your um, the family your, truck, your Volkswagen, right. <laughs> and uh, and haul it back to Clarksville. I did. They've been doing this program for a while, a couple of years. Where and it's not one of those things where I'm sure people do that. Like, hey, we're going to sneak on LBL and steal a Christmas tree. Yeah. But you can get a permit. There's a whole process. You can go to ClarksvilleNow.com, and they got all the. Have links. you done this? I haven't done it at, at Land Between the Lakes, but uh-huh. I've done it in the past. Okay. Um, I've stolen Christmas trees before from various places. No, but yeah. you, you got to get permits and stuff. So you go through and handle all of it the correct way. I'm going to tell you right now that cutting down 
your own Christmas tree sounds awesome. Yeah. Sounds Christmassy. You can just smell it. Oh, it smell it's like a magic like a magical yeah. Christmas experience. Yeah. You're gonna have to walk a little bit. Uh-huh. And because there's certain places you can do it. All the details are on ClarksonNow.com. But when I was a kid, my parents had that idea. Mm-hmm. They were like, man, wouldn't it be great to go cut down our own Christmas tree? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, all right, great. So the three of us boys, my mom and dad went out to this Christmas tree farm and yeah. they give you a hacksaw and then you had to cut down the tree of your choosing. Uh-huh. It ain't easy when you're six years old to cut down true the hacksaw. Just saying yeah. that right now. Yeah. <laughs> was did like, your dad? Ah! Did your dad make you do it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And mom and dad just sat there and watched as my Stand brothers and I were like, quick, 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 drinking hot cocoa, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, <laughs> watching the kids. Eh, got harder. Hey, Dad, this is so Ryan. hard. <laughs> Keep going, son. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, we cut down our own Christmas tree and. You know. It took a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. I don't know if they gave us like a dull you know, hacksaw. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, look at these kids coming in here. Yeah. Let's give them the dull hacksaw. Let's see how, <laughs> how, how well they can do. Yeah. You got to bring your own. Yeah, you, you do. Did you ever do that? No, no. Though the, One of the funniest things I ever heard about cutting down Christmas trees. This was a, a friend of mine um, that I went to school with. She told the story about how, and they did this multiple years. Yeah. Her father would pull over on the side of the interstate in Alabama and just like would drive slow along the shoulder until he found the perfect tree (laughs) (laughs) and then would stop the car on the shoulder of the interstate and just saunter out to the side of the interstate and and would throw the tree on the top of the car. I'm sure this is completely illegal. Do not do this at home, folks. That's the most Alabama thing you could do. It is. It is. He used to do this every year. (laughs) Just find a tree on the side of the (laughs) interstate. That's so funny. Are are you a real tree or a fake tree person? We're artificial. artificial. Same here. Mm. And and I know people take a stand on artificial or real, but here's the reality of a fake tree, Mm. right? You buy it once, lasts you like like 12, 12, 14 Christmas years, right? Mm. And you you know exactly where it is. You put all the pieces in. You know, as long as you're not looking too closely, you can't tell. And then you don't have this thing that's a fire hazard dropping needles all over your house. Yeah. My dad was um, a volunteer firefighter and uh, my stepfather, that is. And um, he would um, he would never allow us to to do a live tree Um, was always artificial because, you know, every Christmas when he was working as a volunteer firefighter, at least one day during the week of Christmas, He'd have to go out and interrupt our Christmas gathering to go respond to a fire because somebody's tree friggin' burned down. You ruined Chris's Christmas. That's right. His stepdad's got to roll out and put out your your tree fire. Yeah, yeah, because those things die. You got to water them all the time. You know, it's it, and there's a lot of people who are actually allergic to them. So there's yeah. that. Um, so yeah, we've never done. Um, a we real did them all the time we, when we were kids. When I was when I was really little, mm-hmm. yeah, we did. I think maybe my um, my family did one when we were real little before my parents got remarried and everything. And I want to say my grandparents used to do a live tree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we've always done artificial since then. Same here. Yeah. I, hey, listen, if you if you dig a real tree, that's awesome. If you're willing to burn your house down for Christmas, <laughs> that's on you. That's okay. You be you. Just know that I like. The fact that I can go up and grab the big Rubbermaid tub yeah. out of the closet and then bring it downstairs and put the tree together yeah. and then put the ornaments That's up and all that. That's part of our tradition is yeah. me and the kids because since ever since the days when they were old enough to stand, they have helped me put together the same right. artificial tree 
They I need like, a longer okay. limb. Find me a long one. This so, short one's not going to work like, in it's here. Like, okay, it's time for letter K. <laughs> Grab letter K. Hey, where's all the letter Ks? Bring me the letter because yeah. they all have little letters right. on the bottom. Yep. And we have ones that have colors on it. So it's like, bring me. I need another pink one. Pink. Yeah. And then yeah. You, you put it on there. And you're yeah. good to go. Now, how do you handle that? What? Have a color. Uh, my wife sorts. My wife sorts them. <laughs> my say. wife sorts them. I put them in place. Yeah, I'm yeah. colorblind. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, with your Christmas tree, mm. and I know that as magazines have, you know, everyone's decorating and watching HGTV mm. series about decorating trees. Looking over their Pinterest. Well, and, yeah, people yeah. have themes like this year we're having a purple theme tree. Yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> is your Christmas tree, and I, I, I know the que- I know the answer. This is just for the sake of conversation. I've been to Chris's house numerous times yeah. for Christmas, but just for the sake of conversation. Yeah. Are you a theme Christmas tree person, or are you a Christmas vomit? And what I mean by Christmas vomit <laughs> is you've collected decorations, ornaments for the tree yeah. throughout your children's yeah. lives, and then you, you, you have all of these, you put them in boxes, and then... Instead of a theme, it's just Christmas throws up all over your tree and it's a hodgepodge of ornaments. I would not have thought to call it Christmas vomit, but (laughs) I guess if that's how you define vomit, we could call it that if you want, Ryan. But I hope my wife isn't listening to this particular episode. She will will object strongly to that. No, we have a tradition of um, every year. Did you call it Christmas vomit, Chris? (laughs) Every year. My parents did this, too. Every year, um, my parents would buy a Christmas ornament for each child in the family yeah. and, and each other. Yeah. And so, and then we would write the, now I write the year on the bottom of the, of the ornament. Yeah. So now every year there's, you know, there's a growing number of ornaments on the tree and it's a very special thing. Cause you know, most of the ornaments are ornaments that we've given to each other as a family. Yeah. Um, now the, we've ended up, uh, Kate has been wanting to have a separate tree in the house and we've been, uh, fighting about this, like not fighting, but like this, like this conflict. Having Wait a, a minute, tree, it would not. It would just be a, a purely decorative tree, like a white tree, maybe with lights on it, no decorations. I think she's trying to sneak into this that eventually there will be decorations on the tree. This is a this is a foot under the door, is what I think is so happening. She wants a theme Christmas tree wants in addition tree. to the Christmas vomit. Yeah, tree. It's a family tree. It's not a vomit tree. <laughs> it's a traditional. But why would you? Because you're going to start having grandkids at some point yeah. and then you'll have grandkid ornaments oh, on there. Here's the thing. What? Here's the thing. Last year when we took the tree down, yeah. we took a box and um, all of Timothy's ornaments we call the Timo. box. Went into the box instead of back into everything else because he's married now. Oh. He has his own apartment. He has his own tree. So it's time for him to be handed over all of his childhood ornaments. Because I have my childhood ornaments, and Kate has her childhood oh, that's ornaments. True, I have mine it's, as well. It's time. It's time for me to hand over Timo's ornaments to him. Just know, Kate's going to cry. By the way, is she? Oh yeah, listening to this right now, she's sobbing. Well, when, when she hands him the box, yes, it's gonna, coming. It's yeah. coming. Um, just know that when I. When you switch to the theme Christmas tree, mm-hmm. when I come to your house and I see an all white Christmas tree with silver bells and stuff on mm-hmm. it, I'm going to make fun of you mercilessly <laughs> over that. Well, I think it's going to happen this year. Where's the Christmas vomit? It's going to happen this year. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Christmas ornaments. Um, so, <laughs> Boy, that was a great transition. Yeah. Let's see where this one goes, folks. Uh, if you are, well, yeah, everybody would be listening to this on Friday, right? Friday or later? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Friday goes up on Fridays. Yeah. Um, theoretically, if <laughs> we I may post, put it up on Wednesday because we don't want to work on Friday. If I but, post the correct one. Yeah. Um, but uh, Christmas in Clarksville is live now on ClarksvilleNow.com. 
Yeah, so Christmas in Clarksville, if you're not familiar, um, it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, and it takes place in Clarksville, and people put, like, decorations up, and then on the 25th of December, people exchange gifts, and that's kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, reminiscent of the three wise men giving gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, that, that's, that's a definition of Christmas. That's not a definition of Christmas in Clarksville. You mean the website? Yeah. What did you think oh, I was talking about? Oh, the yeah. Clarksville now owns Christmas. Oh, I, I, I didn't know. But <laughs> to tell you what a traditionalist Chris is when it comes to Christmas, if you if you're on Chris's Christmas list, his Chris Smith list, by the way, yeah. um, he will only give either gold, frankincense, or myrrh. I've yeah. gotten three gold chains that say best friend on them from Chris <laughs> for the last three Christmases. And this year I'm hoping I get some frankincense. Yeah, yeah. So Chris is such a traditionalist on that. But no, it's a website you can go to. <laughs> yeah, so this is... Just let me do it. Christmas in Clarksville is an interactive map of all the best Christmas lights in Clarksville. You can go on to Christmas in Clarksville and put in your address... And or your neighbor's address. My address? I can put in your address. In fact, this year I think I will. I'll put in your address. As long <laughs> as you actually have Christmas lights on your house. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> um, but if you put Christmas lights on your house <laughs> and you have a pretty cool house, yeah. uh, you can put the address there. And that way, and this is something we used to do when I was a kid, and we did this with our children too, yeah. driving around town looking at all the, the house displays. Um, mm-hmm. And some people have some crazy wonderful yes. house displays. Yes, they do. And um, some of them have like... A, electric you know, lights and it's time to music and all mm. kinds of stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And so this way you have an interactive map of all the best lights in town. And this year we're going to do something special. Ooh, there's going to be a contest, but wait, there's more. There's going to be a contest. All right. We'll talk about the rules next week. Okay. Maybe the week after, but there's going to be a contest this year and the winner is going to get some cash. Um, so be sure to put in your, uh, your Christmas light address and make sure you take a really good photo. Yeah. Because we're going to base this, uh, the, who has yeah. the best lights off yeah. of that photograph. Yeah, so make sure your photos so are sure good. It's a good photo. Don't give me no crappy out of focus. You know, we don't shot. want that. No, better we be in a, focus. A, a nice photo. Yeah, better look good. Um, just so you know, I had to talk Chris out of his original gift idea, which was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I think money's probably better. Because people, you can't really go to CDE and pay your electric bill, which is going to be higher because of your Christmas light display, yeah. with some frankincense. Or myrrh. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to be like, what is this? That's myrrh. Can I pay for That's my CDE myrrh. bill with myrrh? You, you burn it to get rid of the stench of a dead body. Don't you need this in your life? <laughs> <laughs> That's what myrrh is for. We are. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a funer, funereal, funereal uh, thing. You, I didn't um, know that was a word either. Yeah, man. Yeah, you burn it. It's got a nice sweet mm-hmm. smell, so yeah. it gets rid of the smell of of, of death and decay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I'll know. I'll know. I'm not looking good when you give me myrrh for Christmas. That's when I'll know it's about. Uh, yeah. I'm about yeah, done. It's about time, Ryan. <laughs> Here's the myrrh. Make sure it's near your deathbed. I'll light it for you. You're such a good friend. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. All right. And the last thing we got going, since this is uh, Thanksgiving weekend, um, one of the things that happens in the media every year is your local fire department, whether you're in Nashville or Tacoma, Washington, is going to uh, light up a a big old vat of oil and drop a frozen turkey into it. Kaboom. See what happens. Kaboom. And what happens? Kaboom. Kaboom. It yeah. blows up. This is the weekend where people who have promised their wife, men, men who have promised their wives, 
a thousand times. Yes, I read the directions. Uh Yes, I made sure that the level of the peanut oil is right in the fryer. Uh And yes, the turkey is thawed. Lied to their partner on each one of those questions. Drops a frozen turkey into a vat of boiling peanut oil that is way too high. And kaboom, they burn their house down. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that explodes when that is it the is it the vat that explodes or is it the turkey itself that explodes? Not one hundred percent sure, but I'm gonna fake it. Okay. What I think happens is because you've got these turkey. And now you're fryers. a journalist. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I could work at Channel Five in Nashville. I'm just kind of just going with what I saw. Ooh, I just dug at you. Oh yeah. yeah you're yeah. not WKRN. Find out if but you listening. wish but you yeah. wish they were. Um so so what what happens is because I don't I don't deep fry a turkey mainly because I just let my wife do whatever she wants. And her turkey's fantastic. So you get this vat, right? And you put it over a flame and you've got Mm. propane hooked up to it. Mm. And the the flame heats the oil and it starts bubbling, right? That's that's how oil works. Right, right. So what happened? Why do they say in an oil, in a grease fire, you shouldn't throw water on it? Because it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So what and is... it spreads the oil. Cause yeah. Because the, the, you know, the oil separ- doesn't... The water doesn't smother the oil. It just pushes it away. Yes. Yes. So what is ice? Mm-hmm. It's frozen... Water. Right. Yeah. So you've got a frozen turkey that hits... The boiling hot oil, mm. well, then it just whop, it explodes all over the place, and then the oil lands on the open flame, yeah. and kaboom. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing. Who the heck does this? People, because you see, because you see the, the, who, the, the turkey who, fryers. I don't know anybody who deep fries either. a turkey. This and is, I'm sure there are this numerous. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. Why would you deep fry a turkey? I'll tell you why. No sense. I'll tell you why. Because if we're being honest, and it's uh, time to be honest, Clarksville. Honest. I'm willing to be honest. Turkey is garbage. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, and, and even if you put forth all the effort, <clears throat> by the time, and, and my wife does a great job. She's wonderful. Mm. But by the time you're you're cutting that turkey and all that stuff, you got the sides, and then you, you slice the turkey, you put it on your plate, and it's shoe leather. And it's not by anybody can do it wrong. I'm just saying that. It's very difficult a, to get it right. Yes, it's very dry. So does, does deep frying, is that easier? Does that give you it makes a better it moist. result? It makes it very moist because uh, you're okay, deep frying so. it in peanut oil. And so it makes it a really moist and flavorful uh, bird. Yeah. So just think about this. Turkey is so awful <laughs> that people are risking blowing up their house to make it so it doesn't taste awful. What does that tell you about turkey? Yeah, yeah, this is true. I mean, here's the thing. I'll have a couple slices and then I'll move on to something else. I'm not risk blowing up my house. Yeah, I like turkey, but you and don't. I, and I have to have it at Thanksgiving. How often do you have turkey outside of Thanksgiving? Almost no. Well, my, my, my uh, so on turkey like deli meat sandwiches, yeah. But, like, I don't go to a restaurant and order, ooh, I believe I'll have the turkey. <laughs> right, right, because no one really likes turkey. Yeah. We believe that it's traditional, the Thanksgiving, and it's not. Here's what I propose we should do. Okay. Okay. Hit me. What you One got? thing that we've got. Lamb. No, that's, that's <laughs> Easter. You want to throw that in the Seder. That okay. makes okay. sense, right? Okay. What we need to do is we need to stop pretending that turkey is traditional at Thanksgiving. Okay. The pilgrims did not have turkey. They can pilgr- start a new tradition. Right. The pilgrims did not go like, hey, did ye bring Ooh. ye old turkey fryer from England? Venison. No. 
Ralph's going. Oh, we have okay. yeah. we have a big deer problem, and if you're we driving do. around Clarksville right now, you will see the roads are covered in dead deer. Yeah, they're everywhere. There's a dead deer. There's a dead deer. There's a dead deer. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is we need to hire some people, mm-hmm. like maybe some for the you know people that know how to hunt that work for the county. Mm-hmm. We need to send them out and say just get a whole bunch of venison. Yeah, and then. We could sell the venison and then we could pay off a lot of maybe if we've got some debt, maybe if we want to you know, pay, pay in advance on the F&M Bank Arena. Yeah. And then all of us in Montgomery County could have the more traditional meat at the Thanksgiving table, which would be venison. Yeah. And venison is really, really good. And you don't need to risk blowing up your house. Right. To because make it's venison already there good. on the side of the road. Exactly. And thanks, <laughs> thanks to Representative Tommy Head, the brother of Pat Head Summit. Yeah. Who Tommy Head was a Clarksville uh, representative on the state legislature for many years. Yeah. Um, He was the one who got the roadkill bill passed. (laughs) And the roadkill bill makes it legal if you hit a deer or if you see a deer Mm -hmm. on the side of the road, it is perfectly legal for you to pull over in your Volkswagen Jetta and pick up that deer and throw it in your trunk and take it home and uh, dress it and eat it for dinner. Previously, it was illegal to do that. So were there a lot of people in prison? For picking up deer on the side of the road, apparently it gets you, you know, thirty years for. Uh, like, what are you in here for? <laughs> Murder? What are you in here for? Uh, a robbery? What are you in here for? I, I, I grabbed the deer on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, but this doesn't apply to just deer. Yeah, it applies to yeah, everything. Can, armadillo. Who doesn't like awesome. armadillo? Who doesn't want some armadillo at the Thanksgiving table? So yeah, no, it's I, got a crack. Yeah, yeah, there's a shell cracker. Right, right, exactly. A shell cracker. <laughs> no, no, but I think that's what we should do because I think yeah, if we're being well, honest, and right now someone's saying. Your turkey's delicious. Really? Do you have it every day? When when do you buy yeah. a turkey? When when do you go to McDonald's and order a ground turkey sandwich? Exactly. You, know? you, you don't. Um, but but yeah, that does make sense. And, and Lord knows we've got a big deer problem around here. We I do. Mean, the the it'd be nice if you could just do bow hunting in your backyard. I and mean, we've got like four of them in the woods behind our house. And you know, it'd be nice to get rid of them. I mean, I like deer, but they're not going to hit a deer with a bow. You well, of all people. Well, I would hit it with an arrow, not with the bow itself. <laughs> you wouldn't. You, have you ever pulled back a <laughs> compound bow? Uh, I don't know if I No, have. you haven't. And you wouldn't hit anything. You're, are you are you challenging me that I cannot pull back a compound bow? Well, I'm challenging you. Could you maybe if you pulled it back, you'd be crying so much you wouldn't be able to <laughs> accurately hit something. Those things are not easy to pull back. Are they not? No, they're not. No. I know you've seen Robin Hood a couple of times. You watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and you're like, yeah. oh, if Kevin Costner can do it. Yeah. I can do it too. Yeah. It's a lot harder than that. It is hard to work. Yeah. It is. Okay. It's, it's not well, easy. But I do think we need to, it'd be good to hunt deer yeah. in, in the city limits and cull some of these down. And and yeah, eating it would be great. Yeah. Having it for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Why, why do we keep doing this to ourselves, America? You Montgomery know? County, why do we, why are we risking blowing up our house to just, just make it. turkey not taste like shoe leather? Yeah. Yeah. This is true. My wife's turkey's fantastic, by the way. Moist, delicious. I don't mm-hmm. know how she does it. If, if she's secretly... Deep frying it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, she's got a real deep fryer in the basement. You exactly. I have no idea. One of these know. days, she's going to slip up, and the whole house is going to go Exactly. Up I didn't even know we had a basement. I thought our house was built on a slab. <laughs> you don't know about your basement? I have no idea. Oh. I couldn't find the door to get Sorry, down Christine, there. I didn't I slip out. <laughs> so, no, just be safe for Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, the uh, Clarksville Montgomery County Fire Department would really love to spend Thanksgiving with their family, not putting your house out because you blew it up thanks to your turkey fryer. With your dang live tree. Exactly. <laughs> Go artificial. Fake tree, stick the turkey in the oven, you'll be fine. 
So, by the way, real quick, I know these weren't on your list. Yeah, yeah, um, if you're listening to this before Saturday, uh-huh. Austin P. Football's in the playoffs. Cool. Yeah, That's yeah. big. Yeah. So if you want to go see some college football, not just on the TV, but at Forterra Stadium, you can go ahead and do that. Maybe they'll make it to the next round of the playoffs. That'd be pretty awesome. They're playing Chattanooga, right? Yeah, they are. They're playing yeah. Chattanooga. Um, head coach Scotty Walden, who's the real deal, by the way, the guy's... He, He's, he's great. He's yeah. up for the Eddie Robinson Award, which is the Coach of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. So that's and good. And, you know, it's worth it to go to an APSU football game just to watch Scotty Walden just, like, pour energy all over that field. A lot of coaches. It's so funny because you'll see a coach on the other side, and they're very quiet. Mm-hmm. And they're just walking back and forth. And then they'll put their little play sheet in front of their mouths and, like, call a play in secret. Mm-hmm. Scotty jumps up and down runs back and forth and screams. There was like a, the entire game. The entire game. <laughs> our coach, or our, our GM here, Kevin, went to a game, and then mm-hmm. following that game, coach came into the office, and I introduced coach to Kevin, and he said, he goes, coach, I thought you were a special teams coach, the way you were jumping up and down, <laughs> and then I find out you're the head coach. Like the yeah. whole, the energy on Austin P's side is ridiculous because everybody even Coach Walden's assistant is jumping up and down and yelling on mm. the sidelines for every kickoff and every play. And when they when they do a kickoff, the Govs all run down to the end zone where they've got the like the beer garden there, and they're slapping high fives on everybody. And yeah. it's a it's a it's a cheap ticket, yeah. and it's really fun, and they're really good. Yeah, so it's it's, cool. it's but yeah, Coach Walden's a real deal. He's fun to watch. Yeah, and, and I don't want to turn this into a sports show because we have a separate sports podcast. Yeah, but I think it's really cool that finally Austin P. If you're talking about like campus development yep. and brand identity for the mm-hmm. campus and getting people excited about Austin P. State University, I think it's really cool that we're really leaning into football now and people are getting excited about um, the football team. I mean, because face it, I mean, why do people care about the University of Alabama? Because the football team. Do people realize that there's a law school at the University of Alabama? (laughs) It's a great law program. They've got a good journalism program. They, you know, um, Auburn is an architecture school, you know? Yeah. I mean, they've got a great engineering program, a veterinary program. Nobody talks about that. They talk about the football teams. So, you know, a a football team is something that you you can kind of get everybody excited about and build a culture around that. And and that's really what's been happening lately. And it's neat to see. It's neat to see people like get excited about Austin P. you know, and having the football team be an avenue into that. There was 10,000 people at the last game where they won the outright championship. Right. So if we can do that again this time around, um, that'll be a lot of fun. And, And this thing about the team, too, one of the things I appreciate about Coach Walden is they're not just football players practicing football and going to classes. He's very adamant that if you want to be a governor, you have to give back to Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. So that's volunteering for the, mm-hmm. for the less fortunate. A lot of these players are going to schools and, and you know, playing football with the kids during recess, and reading books and stuff. And they're yeah, very yeah. involved in the community. They spend thousands of hours each year performing community service. That's a non-negotiable part of being a governor. Yeah, like if you yeah. want to come here, yeah, you're going to play football. You're going to go to your classes, but you're also going to serve the community. And that's something right. that Coach Gibson has kind of really brought yeah, in as well on the basketball yeah. side. So, I mean, it's... That's neat. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's neat it's because it, it, it gets you outside of yourself. Yeah. You know, and it gets these players who have been pumped up their whole lives. Like, you're the best. You're the best. Like, well, you're the best, but that means you're going to have to contribute and you're part of a team and you're part of a community and you need to serve that community. You need to serve your team. Well, I understand, you know? too, that, and Coach Walden knows... 
90% of the 99% of the kids on that team are not going to play professional football, Mm. but they're going to go out into the workforce and be human beings and be adults. How can you set them up not only for success on the college football field, but success later in life? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes the best college football coaches. And the God honest truth is Clarksville. We have one of the best college football coaches here in Clarksville. Mm -hmm. How long are we going to have him? I hope for a very long time, but I know as he continues to have more success, his phone rings, and I wish yeah. I wish I could get his phone disconnected so we keep him here even longer. But no, it's it's so waste of him somehow. Right, right, right. Get, get some dirt on. It's like if you ever try to move, we will tell everyone about the incident at Shoney's. We know what happened to Shoney's. The incident at Shoney's. But no, it's worth it's worth going. So get yourself some tickets and, and go to Fortera Stadium. It's the cheapest football playoff you're ever going to go to. I mean, tickets mm-hmm. to go see Alabama are a hundred dollars a pop. You, know, you want to go, to see, go see Alabama? Oh, yeah. It's pretty oh, more expensive. like 250. I'm sorry. I was way underestimating. Yeah. 250. You know how much it costs for a ticket to go see the Govs play the playoff game on uh, Saturday? 25 bucks. 12 bucks. 12 bucks. So compared to 250. Yeah. So just no. But yeah. yeah. So, cool. The biggest right. story is right there. We ran them down. And ran hopefully down. Chris gets off his typewriter and uploads this correctly so Meg and Ava can yeah. enjoy an entire episode. Just give me that modem. <laughs> I, just need, I just need a better modem. <laughs> no, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank happy you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We're back next week with more of the biggest stories in Clarksville on the Clarksville Rundown with Chris and Ryan, a Clarksville Now original podcast.